Every year, TCOM selects an individual whose work exemplifies the ever-evolving mission to create and improve helping systems. And that person is honored with the TCOM Champions Award, presented during TCOM's annual conference. I'm Timothy Fall, creative producer for the University of Kentucky's Center for Innovation in Population Health, the IF Center. Along with IF Center director and TCOM's original developer, Dr. John Lyons, and producer Lauren Mergen, I'm making the conversational rounds of past winners of the TCOM Champions Award, learning how the TCOM tools have transformed the way these champions help others. You're listening to Tales from the Collaborative. My guest today is Ken McGill, a solution-focused care senior scientist for Opica, a company devoted to enhancing the well-being of others and committed to boosting the health of people from all walks of life. Ken serves with Rutgers University Behavioral Healthcare as the statewide trainer on the CANS, the Child and Adolescent Needs and Strengths curriculum for New Jersey. Ken was the 2013 recipient of the TCOM Champion Award for his work in children's systems of care and outcomes management. Although he's a dedicated trainer and practitioner in the field today, Ken's early academic career actually had him pointed towards a very different field. What was it, Ken? It actually started with an undergraduate degree in psychology and an interest in criminal justice. So my goal was to go to law school and go that route. And serving the criminal courts in New Jersey, started to see firsthand the inequities that were taking place and took a family therapy course, a family systems therapy course, and fell in love with systemic thinking and received my master's in education and psychology from Seton Hall, which led me to receive my educational specialist degree in marriage and family therapy. Then went into the field and private practice in Bergen County of all places. And we uh, worked as part of a larger group. And uh, there was a psychiatrist, psychologist, social worker, advanced practicing nurse, and a lowly marriage and family therapist. Uh, And so I learned a lot around whole person care from that amazing group. But it actually wasn't until I attended a conference hosted by the New Jersey Association for marriage and family therapy back in, I think it was 2003. And Dr. Nancy Boyd Franklin, who's an amazing Rutgers professor, author, an amazing pioneer in equity for all, she spoke about in-home work. And I've never heard of in-home work. I've always heard of office-based therapies. And she shared how important it was to get to know someone from their cultural background, their ethnicity, their home, their home life, their community, and that was the pivotal point, I truly believe, in my introduction to TCOM, even before I knew what TCOM was. And a friend of mine started working in New Jersey's children's system of care for the contracted systems administrator, then Value Options. And uh, she said, an amazing thing is happening statewide. There's going to be a five-year rollout of a statewide system. And no matter where you lived in the state, it was one phone call to make and the services were based upon the needs of the children, youth, and families. So I said, I've got to be a part of this and left private practice to go in the public sector, which I'm told that's not usually how it happens. 
I think Robert Frost said it best when he said, path less taken and the road less traveled. Yeah, yeah. But the, the joining the system of care and supporting the rollout for our northern part of our state, I was fortunate to uh, cover the uh, counties, Bergen, Passaic, Morris, Sussex, and Hudson counties, and explain what the system of care focus was, explain what the tools were being used for, because we needed to talk to those we serve, we needed to ask questions, we needed to communicate with others. And so that was my first connection to the tools. Having met John Lyons in the training, he trained me. He really gave me a lot of extra time after a full day training, because I still couldn't wrap my mind around mm -hmm. what Minimetrics was all about and how this all worked. So he sat with me. It had to be two or three hours after a full day training. So that's where the real friendship started. Moving over to the system of care, I was... I served as a clinical director for a care management organization for a little over four years. And in my last 12 years at Rutgers University at the University Behavioral Health Center, the Behavioral Research Training Institute. And I was fortunate to be the lead hands trainer, TCOM trainer, a team of one statewide. So I did all the trainings, the certification around the strength and needs assessment, crisis assessment tool, and the family assessment of needs and strengths. And so going to a conference, my very first conference was, was Destiny. And uh, when John um, said, hey, why don't you present at the conference in 2006, uh, I believe it was in, in Boston, drove and um, presented. Um, and so I was, I was actually going to present, co-present with the, the executive director of the Family Support Organization. Her name is Laura Caniglio, um, and uh, she couldn't make it because of uh, family obligations. So... The first presentation I made was, how do we get more family involvement and better engage those that we serve? And sadly, a little over a year later, Laura passed away. And so my, um, all my published work has been in, uh, in memory of her, her, uh, her work is to get people to understand the importance of family voice and, um, and the importance of engaging those that we serve. So, well, that's very interesting. And you've, you've had a lot of interesting stops along the way and like you said, private practice, public service, and also it sounds like the academic world a little mm -hmm. bit too. So you've looked at a lot, you've looked at a different angles. And tell me about the company that you've, that you're with now. Absolutely. Opica was founded by Dr. Kay Cordell and Ken Connect. And it was an amazing group of people coming together to want to provide whole person care to break down the silos. And our mission is for health equity for all. And it can be done by utilizing many platforms because there's wonderful electronic health records out there. But often the electronic health records, if you're multiple systems involved, don't communicate with each other. So our platform is called Person-Centered Intelligence Solutions or Pieces. And it does just that, keeps the person in the center and it brings the pieces together and strengthening care circles. So one, the family doesn't have to repeat their story or the individual in care. Yeah, And two, that information follows them and just enough information being shared that's helpful for whole person care. So that's a quite an honor. And Dr. Kate Cordell works directly with John Lyons and April Fernando. So in terms of supporting the amazing research that, that they really are part of a, an amazing worldwide collaborative. I was going to ask you the question. You sort of answered it for me already. What was the moment at which you first bumped against TCOM? And you said yeah. that was as part of your service, and, and, and it was with John doing some training with you, right? Yes. Uh, 
it, it, it sounds like you remember that moment pretty clearly. Absolutely. There's a photograph of our very first meeting where we were doing the train the trainer model. So the train the trainer in many states is they're also called super users. They don't get a badge or a cape or anything like that, but they do have the charter to make sure the tools are being utilized in a valid, reliable way. And they support the folks that they work with at their agency organization. So there's a photograph of me and John looks amazingly, you know, young and he still does, but I got one of my summer haircuts. So I had a uh, crew cut and the worst picture I've ever had of myself that there, there really was ever a good one. <laughs> but I remember that day where it, for me it was a shift where I was doing all the trainings in New Jersey. We were supporting the certifications in New Jersey. And, uh, it was, it was like a, a mantle was handed to me that this is going to be an awesome responsibility. I know that you're capable. And for me, that was quite an honor. So it sounded like, it sounds like TCOM immediately changed the way that you were working. You were, you were already interested in some of these concepts, I believe, from what you said. But what was the, like, I'm imagining billiard balls hitting each other. You got struck by TCOM and you went, in sort of a new direction. Is that true? Did you, did it change the way you were? It really did. First being John Lines in person and having that, that human connection, all about relationships, but also he provided the attendees of our, our trainings and anything that we held in terms of super user meetings, the copy of a, his Communimetrics book. And so reading it from cover to cover and then reading it once again, because I said, this is, this is pretty incredible, you know, that bringing a communication theory perspective to human services and healthcare services so that everyone is using a common language and measuring it in a way that it's, it's truly meaningful. And so that really was that the billiard ball, you know, hitting and striking and the reverberation of it all throughout my entire career. And it still is. It just says that we have the ability to connect with another human being, ask them questions. And if there's a level of trust, they'll share that information for the purposes of understanding, but also treatment. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why transformational collaborative outcomes management is a mantra that I did a blog for the TCOM post. And if you ever want to read something and maybe go to sleep early, and <laughs> I encourage you to look at my blog, but the TCOM 365 for me was one of my um, moments where I shared with people that those three days of attending a conference, and I look forward to it every year and attended 16 of them presented um, each year. And um, I, I wanted those that feeling to happen the 352 other days if I did the math. The 362. Yeah. We <laughs> that one out. I, mean, that is, <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be a test no. today, Ken. Could you tell me about the work that you were doing when you were given the award, the TCOM Yes, award? and uh, it was really the opportunity for me to say that if we can embed this tool beyond it being a form, and so allowing to utilize and look at the data that was open domain. People, you know, can see it on the Department of Children and Families website. And so my goal was to publish things, not for the sake of publishing them. And it was really an opportunity to share that if we looked at what we're doing, we could learn from this. And so all the work that I've had published, it for me, um, I think, I don't know, it got a recognition. And I appreciate a personal recognition, but I think the system's recognition was what I really value in terms of receiving that award. And the award really was shared. I accepted it on behalf of everyone that was part of the, and still is part of the New Jersey Children's System of Care. So that was a true honor to receive that. And I accepted it on behalf of many people. We brought in the University of South Florida 
back in 2006 to do a statewide evaluation after five years of a statewide rollout to have a, an entire system of care up and running. And Mary Armstrong, the University of South Florida, and her entire group shared a, an amazing 300-plus report that many read, and I read in detail, and followed the recommendations around utilizing the data, right-sizing systems, uh, always having a continuous quality improvement mechanism. And I believe the TCOM tools did that for the purposes of care planning. And that could have been one of the reasons why I was recognized. Yeah. But again, I really want to stress that that award, which meant so much to me, and I was incredibly shocked to receive it, but it really, I accept it on behalf of many people. Well, tell me about that. Tell me about that team and those people that you're talking about and tell me what you're doing in your helping systems mm -hmm. services space now with, with Opica that, that takes the TCOM tools and tell me how you're using those tools now. Oh, great question, Tim. You know, as soon as you said that, it brought me back to the system of care in New Jersey, for example, was created from a concept paper written by families. And that was an absolute clear acknowledgement. Our One of our last commissioners, Elizabeth Manley, shared and put on the website the actual concept paper and highlighted the reason why we're so successful and have been was because of family input, family and youth input. So at Opeka, the key is keep the person in the center of care, and that's invaluable. And for me, those are perfect fit. And so TCOM fits with person-centered care, whole person care. And the amazing thing that we're doing at Opeka is that we're utilizing data in real time. But also it's important to recognize data can be utilized at the person level, but also at the population level, because there's a lot of information that we can gain when we look at the data with that individual or family. But it's also important to learn that we are learning a lot of information about the populations that we serve unique based upon maybe someone's past trauma, their age, their ethnicity, whatever the, uh, the factor is we want to examine, we're able to do that in real time. And what I love about our platform is that um, I'm a, a clinician by trade and I really value data, but I'm not a tech person. A quick story, I started high school, we had a mainframe computer Undergraduate, I, at the end of my four years, I saw a personal computer in the, in the library. Other than that, I am a card catalog, microfilm, microfiche at heart, but learning from my 11-year-old granddaughter, Erin Rose. So she's helping me with this. Our technology is very user-friendly. So when I shared it with the uh, quality assurance person who's at the care management organization in Passaic County, where I served as clinical director, I showed her the, the ease of use, and she was amazed. So I just see that my, my journey here at Opeka and applying TCOM values is just, a, is just a continuation. The road never broke. It stayed going forward. So can you pull back the curtain at all and tell us anything that you have coming up, anything that you are planning or creating or any differences that you're rolling out that excite you or anything that you can imagine changing in the future about the way you work with TCOM tools? Just completed and sent over a new, pod, a new podcast, a new blog rather, on the continuum of TCOM tools. Many people are familiar with the CANS tool and usually the CANS 50, which is applying for applying to children ages five up to age 21. 
few people know that there's a PNs zero to four, and that's for early intervention. And then there's some others who might not be aware that there's an adult version of the needs and strengths assessment called the ANSA. So the blog write-up was to show that if we're going to utilize these tools outside of systems of care, but more about systems of collaboration, that information can follow that person if the need is lifelong. And for some people, or many of us, if it's a physical condition or if someone has an intellectual developmental challenge or a mental health challenge, then that need continues even past the date of a systems. So if someone's aging into the adult system, their 21st birthday, their services end there. So wouldn't it be great if that information follows them? And so it goes beyond the continental United States and had a great conversation and introduced John Lyons to Dr. Sean Foy, the Learning Curve Institute in Ireland, and his work around supporting the individuals who are doing the work in supporting those with mental health challenges as well as substance misuse challenges. And so I'm just excited that this is where we can put all the pieces, pun intended, together with regards to uh, making our world more equitable and more collaborative. Wow. So it, it doesn't stop, it sounds like, Ken. Well, yeah. you know, it's funny. I've talked to so many amazing thought leaders, and that's the gift I've been given attending and being a part of a collaborative. So if I hear of something someone else is doing, I'd love to connect people with that. So no superpowers other than I got to meet some incredible people, develop friendships with them. And any chance I get, I'll connect them together. And, and given this virtual world that we're living, that we're living in these days, I was fortunate to meet another thought leader who I introduced to TCOM is actually from Middleship, Alaska. Her name is Kathleen Totemoff. We actually did a, a virtual session on assistive technologies in support of recovery. And so that's been my biggest goal is to get the message out with the number of deaths that we see every single day and year and every year that we're piling up the data, people losing their life from overdose, especially with the opioid addiction. Hmm. Well, there's an amazing device that's non-medicated and it's called the bridge device. And it is, I think, one of the most innovative ways that you can get people put the first step into recovery is the scary part of opioid withdrawals, the symptoms. So within 30, 35 minutes, the symptoms with this device, which is literally just behind the ear, no medication is just electrical stimulation. They can manage those symptoms. And within an hour's time, oh. those symptoms are at bay for the first step in recovery. So my, my, my goal, Tim, is to make sure that that, that right. gets out there. And that goes a great deal to Kathleen Totemo. It's just incredible. And Kathleen works for the traditional council in Nittlechick, Alaska. And I yet to meet her in person. So. I just finished reading a really fascinating book, Ken, that you may have heard of, which is called The Least of yes. Us, The yes. Least of Us. And it's about this yes. epidemic of opioid addiction and also methamphetamine yes. use in our country, but it's researched and written so thoughtfully and so beautifully yes, about about the people that are in the grips of this. And this kind of intervention sounds it's, pretty pretty fascinating. It's innovative. It's also trying to bring the price down where, you know, if we look at something costing, you know, X number of hundred dollars, knowing that in detox treatment, that it can be up to 300 up to a thousand dollars a day for the first 28 days. Mm. More importantly, mm. in, in addition to saving yeah. resources like money, so let's save lives and 
And I have to say, when I met with Dr. Sean Foy, who shared his journey in, in, in Ireland going out and on the streets and helping to bring people towards uh, treatment, and he uh, shared that uh, you have to have a sense of humor. And so the one thing mm -hmm. I have to say, make sure I stress is Dr. John Lyons has a wonderful Irish sense of humor. <laughs> and uh, so this one's for Sean Foy when he said that uh, there's an expression used in Ireland that says that you have to have some crack. And I, I, the look on my face was he said, ah, people from the States don't understand that term. And I believe it's spelled K-R-A-C-K or C and that's humor. Okay. That's humor. It's like crack. Hopefully one day we can all share that this is important to have crack and not worry that it stands for something else. And so I have to say that John has always provided me with a yeah. sense of humor and that I very much appreciate. And, and his entire team is really, they're my heroes. And I mean that sincerely. Ken, so tell me this before we wrap it up. You, uh, you shut off the lights in your office and you turn off your computer. I know you don't <laughs> like to use a computer, but you shut it all down and you're out. You're out for a nice, uh, sunny and 70, 70 degree day weekend. What is, what, tell me about your, what drives you outside? Well, I, I love braiding. And so bringing a pad with me and uh, there's a small park. It's actually a park named after Albert Payson Terhune. And uh, many people, that name doesn't ring a bell. But when I mention his colleague, Lassie, people say, Oh, that's my go to park where it doesn't matter the weather. It could be blistering cold. I'll stay in the car, but the window cracked open and but I love writing I've just gotten into painting as a and finding out that it's some very fun relaxing stuff and a little bit in terms of moving the curtain over I loved drawing when I was little I loved Charles Schultz I loved peanuts still do but I wanted to be a cartoonist that was my er my earliest remembering of what I wanted to be other than an astronaut I think every kid wants to fly to the moon I'm afraid of I'm that afraid of heights, but I different. really want to be an astronaut. Yeah. But, but I loved it so much that I shared it with my family. And I remember my dad saying, why don't you stick to the books, Ken, to the books. And it wasn't until later on that I found out one of my oldest cousins, my uncle Charlie's son, Charles McGill, the uh, second, is still around with us. And um, he has served as the artist drawing the artist of the week in the Bergen record for 40 plus years and an amazing artist. And I figured that somehow, some way I got some uh, talent built in some of these genes. And uh, so when I had a chance to meet with him, I shared this and uh, he said, oh, that's great. What are you doing now? I'm in social work. So he found his, but his youngest cousins to be very unique. That's great. That's great. You, but it's in the- It uh, is. Knowing my, our son, his name is Kenneth as well. He'll be graduating high school this year. He has gotten the gift of being a Renaissance person, good with his hands. He, uh -huh draws he actually welds he uh, is mechanically gifted and his one uncle is helping him with uh, with regards to woodwork and building different things including a 16 foot canoe that'll be raced in the Adirondacks in the 90 mile three-day race so behind the scenes or behind the curtains i am a bit fortunate and blessed with an amazing family that i learn from every single day oh, that's Thank great ken that's really nice I really thank you for taking this time to to catch us up on you and your team's interests and ongoing work and sort of reflect back over how you got started on it in the first place. It's been really nice to get to know you. Oh, as same. It's Ken McGill, 
He has more than 20 years of experience in marriage and family therapy, education, and research. In fact, he's currently serving as president of the New Jersey Association for Marriage and Family Therapy. And in conversation, I promise you, Candace, always good crack. Thanks for your conversation, and I wish you well. Thank you. Tales from the Collaborative is made possible in part by the Prade Foundation, a nonprofit organization committed to improving the well-being of all through the use of personalized, timely interventions and provider of online training in the TCOM tools. TCOM is Transformational Collaborative Outcomes Management, a comprehensive framework for improving the effectiveness of helping systems through person-centered care. Online at pradefoundation.org and at tcomconversations.org. And by the Center for Innovation and Population Health at the University of Kentucky. Online at iph.uky.edu.